Locked on Bucks was at training camp on Sunday, and so was Tom Brady. We talk about the return of the GOAT and more happenings at the Advent Health Training Center today on the Locked on Bucks podcast. Let's go. You are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined in person by my co-host, David Harrison. You can check out <laughs> you can check out everything he's doing over at BucksNation. Or over at BucksGameDay.com. I'm at BucksNation.com. I have been in a car for seven hours today, and I'm sitting down to do this podcast. Please forgive me. I'm a little loopy. But check out David at BucksGameDay.com. Check out my stuff at BucksNation.com. And follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. And again, we do thank you for making the Locked On Bucks podcast first listen or your first view every single day. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online, who has all the props, odds, and lines that you're ever going to need for the sports betting season. Even if you're Calvin Ridley and you want another year off from football, Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, a rookie was running rampant at Buccaneers training camp, James, and it's going to make the departure of one veteran seem a little more easier to, to swallow, at least if this performance continues uh, the way that it did on Sunday. More on that coming up. But first, we're going to talk about the return of Tom Brady to Buccaneers practice on Saturday and Sunday for the weekend after missing practice on Friday. And, of course, that got people a little stirred up. Well, yeah, anytime Tom Brady misses time in any capacity, people are going to freak out. So Brady had his vet day on Wednesday. The team didn't practice on Thursday. Then he missed practice on Friday. It was due, it came out, Greg Allman actually was the one who tweeted it out and said it was due to a personal matter. So after practice, Todd Bowles was asked about Brady's absence. And uh, Bowles told the media, quote, he wasn't really sure if Brady would return on Saturday, but that he had all the time to figure out what he needed before returning. Brady then, of course, did return to Saturday's practice. He was there at practice on Sunday. So it looks like things are gold for Tom Brady and Buccaneers return but David is it is it a reason for concern that Brady missed some time or is this overblown because we're talking about Tom Brady yeah it's overblown because we're talking about Tom Brady like I mean you know don't get me wrong anytime your number one quarterback misses practice I don't care who the number one quarterback is it's going to be newsworthy it's going to be a topic that gets discussed and all those things but the level that some people kind of took like there were some people who were legitimately worried like is Tom Brady thinking about retiring again is he just going to walk away from the team again like are they orchestrating a trade to the Baltimore Ravens or is he going to go play baseball with the Oakland Athletics and take Kyler Murray's spot? Like, I, there were just, there was kind of some crazy reactions going on to it, which of course, that's why we bring it up, you know, on, on this show, uh, is to kind of go out there and kind of try to dispel as many things as we can. Now, granted, you know, we don't know for sure. Like, I didn't talk to Giselle and, you know, get <laughs> inside information from her. They know he, he's not talking about retiring again. Honestly, James, I mean, if I just, you know, put the human spin on it, right? Because again, Tom Brady, Best quarterback to ever play the game. Still a human being. Still wakes up in the morning and has two feet, two legs, just like the rest of us. 
you know, he he checks the double or the deal with the devil that he made to have this long career and he makes sure that everything's in line and then he goes to work. Um, honestly, it could just be the the news, you know, the the whole decision coming out from the NFL and, and all that stuff and knowing kind of the the stir that that's going to get and kind of like, you know, let me just get away from that for a minute. You know, let me get away from the drama for a second, just to kind of take a break and and not have to face those questions because it's not something I want to talk about right now because, you know, you mentioned on your episode with Evan reacting to the whole news that the Miami Dolphins had in fact tampered and and all these things. You know, you don't go looking for another job when you already have a job, and and or when you don't have a job, you you still usually have a job when you go looking for another job, right? Like inside information, I was talking to BucksGameDay.com and Sports Illustrated while I was still working for BucksNation.com. That's you know Bailey Adams was talking with Pewter Report about moving to Pewter Report while he was still working with BucksNation.com. Doesn't make us both traitors, no matter what you or Gil say. Um, that's just kind of how the business <laughs> works. But at the same time, and, and you know, I'm not a football player, I'm not an NFL player, but I do feel like I have a little bit of, of you know, uh, of, of stock in this arena because I too, well, not I too, because he didn't do it, but I recently left an organization that I, that I worked for for a very long time. And while I was looking for my next step, while I was planning my next step, I was still fully dedicated to everything that I had to do day to day for that first organization. But I also had it under in my understanding that there was there was something more for me outside that organization that I was going to go work for. And so again, I just the more time you put between these things, the less it kind of comes up. And again, there's some people probably right now who are like, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that until you just said it. But that could be very well. The strategy is like, you know what, give me that vet day. So I don't have to talk to anybody. I'm just off to the side or just doing my own thing. Then you know what, coach, let me just take a breather real quick and just, just be at my house and just, you know, I don't know, play video games with the kids or whatever. Uh, they do hot yoga in their private yoga studio. I don't know. Um, whatever rich people do and get away from it. And, you know, now he comes back and he looks like Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's a, a good point. And, you know, you heard it here confirmed. David Harrison says that Tom Brady will not be a practice all next week to avoid everything. Miami dolphins. Um, <laughs> But no, that's that's a valid point. You know, it was it was big in the media. He, you know, he didn't have to answer for it that day. But as Evan said on the episode that I did with him, he was he was in a bad mood that day. He was in a real bad mood. He probably got the heads up that that report was about to come out. So, you know, yeah, remove yourself from the situation a little bit. Nobody is worried about whether or not Tom Brady is going to be able to perform if he misses a couple of practices. He has a vet day. He has a personal day. We all take personal days. I'm taking a personal day right now to be down here. So, you know, we all do it. It's it's not a big deal when you really you know look at it in the grand scheme of things. He'll be practicing next week, despite what I just said in a joking fashion for anyone that took me seriously. He'll be practicing against the Dolphins all week, and, and that's why he's not going to play in the game on Saturday because he's going to get plenty of work against the Dolphins defense during practice. So it's really not a big deal, and, and you're 100% right. It's way overblown because it's Tom Brady. Move the Dolphins tampering stuff completely out. If Tom Brady misses any time, if Tom Brady has a, you know, ingrown toenail, it's going to lead off, you know, 90% of Tampa sports talk because it's Tom Brady. And that's just kind of how it is. Yeah, sorry, lead off, you know, NFL Network's camp coverage for that day as well. Um, but yeah, so Brady was back in action this weekend, which is great, of course, and he, of course, which means he was back in action Sunday and he was looking like, well, Tom Brady, because missing one practice is not going to derail everything that Tom Brady does. Um, in fact, he was involved in what I'm going to dub the play of the day uh, for today, which was a touchdown to the back end of the end zone. They were doing goal line drills um, and Tom dropped back, had some some decent pass cover or pass protection. Of course, you know, I don't know if I'm a Buccaneers pass rusher. 
Like I want to win some reps, but I'm also staying as far away from 12 as I possibly can. Um, so good pocket, solid pocket. Tom stood up, to, stood strong. Um, eventually he fires the ball into Tyler Johnson, number 18, in the back of the end zone over the head of Mike Edwards. And I mean, literally, like if Mike Edwards' head is here, like he could have worn it as a crown. It was, it was placed perfectly over Mike's head. Uh, Tyler reached up late hands, which is always what you want out of a wide receiver, snatched it out of the air and got both feet down in the back of the end zone. The fans that were in there in the back of the end zone, obviously they cheered. All the media members looked at each other. Golf club, very nice, very nice Buccaneers play, unbiased. Um, and Tyler hurled the ball into the air higher than I could because he's got a lot more muscles than I do. And honestly, James, like first, first of all, it's a great play. It's a great read by Tom, great patience. A uh, great job by Tyler to to continue working to find the open space. You know, Mike was in good position. It's just at, at some point you're basically going schoolyard. You know what I mean? And and Mike's just running around trying to cover this dude that's got like six inches on him or something, and he's just trying to keep up with him, doing a good job. And that's just you know how the play uh, ends up happening. There's actually another play very similarly in the very almost the very same spot of the end zone uh, later on. But what? And, and I could be reading too much into this. I wanted to ask Tyler about it actually, but he headed to the locker room before I could get um get done with my conversation with Kate Otten. I mean, the way he launched that ball was kind of like the like all the speculation, all the last year I was out of shape, all the bubble roster talk, all the David Harrison didn't put me on his initial 53, go away. That's that's right. Like to me, that's kind of what it was. I don't know if that's what it was. I don't even know if he would have admitted it if it was to me because he doesn't want that, you know, out there in the public air. But that celebration felt like there was a little bit behind it more than just I scored a touchdown. Well, this is a big training camp for Tyler Johnson, right? I mean, like you said, you didn't put him on your initial 53, man. Evan didn't put him on his initial 53, man. I'm the, I'm the lone wolf here. So thank you, Tyler Johnson, for, uh, for beating Mike Edwards in the back of the end zone and then heaving that ball with some umph. But this is big. You know, everybody who has talked about Tyler Johnson so far through training camp has talked about how impressive he has been and, and how much better he is performing so far. And, and like you've pointed out, we can talk about that when they're in the shorts and the the t-shirts and the helmets, but now they're doing it with the pads on. Now they're doing it with a little more contact, a little more real football, you know, energy out there. So the fact that he's continuing to perform, the fact that he's continuing to be a target of Tom Brady, re-earn that trust. It's going to be really, really vital for Johnson to continue that over the course of the next couple of weeks. And I think this weekend or the, this coming game Saturday against the Dolphins is going to be pretty big for him. Yeah, it's gonna be very big for him. As will be the uh, the joint practices. Showed that competitive toughness and that ability out there. Uh, another Bucks wide receiver making plays recently at, tra- at training camp is Mr. Jalen Darden, who was on my 53 man roster, not on James Jargo's 53 man roster. So equally good news for him as he tries to prove some people wrong. We're gonna talk about that coming up. But first, level with me. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives where we're a little tight on cash. Maybe you can only afford to put a few gallons of gas in your tank. You're stretching those groceries out to the next payday. That is where our friends at Dave can help if you're listening if you're living paycheck to paycheck uh, or struggling to make ends meet it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up now dave can help you out in a pinch when you really need it what if you get some help from your future self in the form of a little extra cash today well you can do that because dave is a banking app that can help you get up to 500 dollars instantly with extra cash that's more money to fill your tank catch up on bills or whatever you need that money for Best part is there's no interest and there's no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E 
Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Thanks again for breaking the Locked On Bucks podcast. First listen or your first view every single day. While Tom Brady was back at practice this weekend, some other Bucks did not participate in practice, James. But right now, we're going to talk about a couple of guys who were on the field on Sunday in front of a turned-up crowd. Uh, I mean, that crowd out there was very, very nice, especially when Caleb Skinner of BucksGameDay.com caught a uh, accurate pass from Kyle Trask. That's what we're going to call it. Um, Trask targeted Skinner. He found Skinner. Um, the crowd cheered him, which only embarrassed him a little bit. And uh, one fan, actually, one Bucks fan called him uh, uh, Scooter is Scooter Junior. I, I keep going. I keep getting it mixed up in my head. It's like Baby Scooter, Scooter Light, or Scooter Junior. Pretty sure it was Scooter Junior. Whatever it was, it was an awesome Scooter-like nickname, and I'm here for it. Uh, Kyle Trask confirmed Florida State Seminoles fan. <clears throat> Oof. I mean, look that Gator to Seminole connection. Caleb Skinner, by the way, guys, a Seminole. So, uh, Gator to to Seminole connection was was very real. So. Another guy having a really great day, and that's not tongue-in-cheek, on Sunday was rookie tight end Cade Otten. Uh, Cade Otten of the three-touchdown-catch variety. Cade Otten, Cade Otten, the targeted in goal line red zone sets by both Tom Brady and Blaine Gabbert. Cade Otten, also Cade Otten, one of Kyle Trask's interceptions deflecting off of Cade Otten's hands. But, in my opinion, not Cade Otten's fault. That ball was behind him. It was too high, so Cade literally in the air having to turn in a fashion that if I would have tried to make that maneuver, I would have been on the ground with a re-injured back. Somebody would have been taking me to the hospital, and I would never want to do anything like that again. So KDOT in a great effort on that pass, uh, deflected off his hands right into the stomach of Ross Cockrell, who, if uh, anybody remembers, was my 2021 prediction for the most takeaways in the defense. I was off by a lot. But anyway... Um, after his great day at practice, I caught up with Otten on the field uh, and talked to him a little bit. First things first, we talked about was his great day. He said, you know, he, he loves going out there and performing uh, and doing those things for his team. But then we obviously talked about his health because there was a period of time where just getting on the practice field was a win for Kate Otten. Well, now it's getting three touchdowns in a single practice as a win. Uh, and he told me, quote, I feel great just having a ton of fun, feeling better every single day, just going through the movements that you have to go through to play football at an NFL level. It's been good. And quote, one of those movements, jumping in the air, spinning all the way around midair, stretching out as far as you can to try to catch a ball for your quarterback, uh, certainly looks healthy. Yeah, I, I'm excited to to get to watch Kate Otten. I think he he can become a very big part of this offense. And we know that that Cameron Braid is kind of penciled in as the 1A. Uh, they bring in Kyle Rudolph, and he's kind of penciled in as the 1B. But you have to remember that you know this is a guy that missed a lot of the offseason workouts. He missed the rookie minicamp. He missed workouts leading up to the draft. You know, he's, he's missed a lot of time, so he's trying to work his way back to being 100% Cade Otten. It's not going to happen in just training camp. He still has to get the, you know, the playbook down. He has to earn the trust of Tom Brady because Brady is not going to just, you know, willy-nilly give, you know, full-blown trust to a rookie. It's not going to happen. 
it takes time to to develop that chemistry and everything. And and something that's going to help Kate Otten, obviously, is the mentorship from Cameron Brait and Kyle Rudolph. And David, we talked about it when they before they even signed Kyle Rudolph. We were talking about the possibility of Kyle Rudolph. It was the veteran presence. It was the the knowledge that he has that they, he can bring into the tight ends room. You know, help mentor. Uh, you know, a young hopefully going to be a stud tight end. So he gets to pick the brains of, of Cameron Braid and, and Kyle Rudolph. And what Otten told you uh, was, quote, you know, we have a lot of rookies, but those two vets, they've seen a lot of football and they're super great guys too. They're willing to help out a lot and mentor us as we go through these growing pains and bring us along for the team, end quote. And obviously, Otten's not just talking about himself. He's also referring to fellow rookie tight end, Coke Keeft, who we're still not really sure what to expect of him. You know, he was, he was drafted as a guy that, didn't block a lot or didn't catch the ball a lot. He was primarily a blocking tight end, but he's impressed early on in in OTAs and rookie mini camps with his ability to catch the ball. So, you know, it's it's they're you know, Harry and Lloyd. They're Tweedledee and Tweedledum. They're they're learning and growing together and they got they got Brayton Rudolph to help them out with that. Yeah, I don't know if they would appreciate that nickname, but you know, uh you also have uh, there, there's a couple other young guys out there. There's a kid from Yale who certainly probably doesn't fit the Tweedledee or Tweedledum moniker. But yeah, I mean, shenanigans. A great room, great leadership group uh, there for those guys. And you talk about earning that trust, you know, and that's something that we talked about as well. Uh, and and Otten talked to me about earning their trust. You know, he said, make quote making plays. Uh, there's still there's still some plays out there, but when the ball comes your way, you got to build that trust. And and trust me, Kate Otten built a lot of trust on Sunday with his quarterbacks, even Kyle Trask, that one that deflected off uh, his hands and, and ended up in Ross Cockrell's hands. You know, you watch Kyle kind of come off the field after that player, not come off the field, but come out of the formation after that play, uh, talking to his coaches and everything. And you can kind of say, like, I was trying to put it up here and that's where it was going. But he's even, even in that moment, like it, it, it sucks for Kyle, but even in that moment, he's going to appreciate that he has a tight end in KDOT and that was willing to go up, stretch out, you know, manipulate the body in midair uh, and show that body control and try to make a play for him. Uh, and do everything that he could. Another guy going out there with great effort, Zion McCollum. And James, you got a question on Twitter uh, about young McCollum. Yeah, destined for greatness on Twitter, our buddy Ricky, longtime listener of the show. He tweeted to us, um, you know, I'm curious to hear what you guys think of the DBs and if you think Zion could be cornerback number three. And it just so happened that when he sent that, David and I were already talking about Zion McCollum and what David was able to see at practice on Sunday. So, I mean, he's, in my opinion, now you're you're the one that's been there, has, has seen him firsthand now. Um, but in my opinion, he's probably got a long way to go before he's going to be able to become that cornerback number three to overtake, whether it's Jamel Dean or it's Sean Murphy bunting. But I'm curious to know your thoughts on McCollum, and we are going to get to that, and uh, as well as a long list of names sitting out of practice on Sunday, which is actually kind of a good thing. We'll explain that all in just a moment. But first, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in for all your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. You can even jump into some player props like 
who the Seahawks starting quarterback is going to be. Somehow Geno Smith is the favorite here over Drew Locke. I don't get it, but we'll find out in week one. Of course, Geno Smith sitting at four to seven odds, Drew Locke at 27 to 20 odds, or if you want to keep it in the NFC South and bet on who the Panthers starting quarterback in week one is going to be, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, yeah, sitting at minus 1500 or, or one to 15. Sam Darnold plus 600. You can get six to one odds if you believe in Sam Darnold. I don't, but the bet online. Dot net odds are there for you. They continue to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening. Bet online where the game starts. Wrapping things up here on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And we are going to get David's thoughts on Zion McCollum. We are going to take roll call and discuss who was on the field and who wasn't, how concerned we are about any of these absences. But real quick, starting on Tuesday, we are going to be live on Locked On Bucks YouTube channel after we get back from training camp practices. So make sure that you come back, set those notifications, subscribe to the channel, first of all, set the notifications so that you know when we go live. And we're going to be taking questions in the live chat about what we saw for both the, you know, the quick hitter live episode, as well as our regular episode, which we will then be recording afterwards. So two episodes of Locked On Bucks while we are here on the ground at training camp. So, David, you were there on Sunday on the ground. Talk about Zion McCollum for a minute, and uh, what are the odds that he can work his way into that cornerback three spot? Yeah, first of all, physically on the ground because, you know, don't want to be rude. The fans are in there to see the team, not to watch the back of my head. So physically, literally on the ground so the fans could see their team. What if they want to see the back of your head? Then... That's weird that they would go to the Advent Health Training Center in hopes of seeing the back of my head. I'm just saying. But they were just going to move on from that. Um, Zion McCollum. So uh, so Zion is an interesting case because if you remember, you know, I had his, his head coach from Sam Houston on the show after he got drafted just to learn more about the young man and, and everything. And, and the coach said something that was kind of interesting in the moment. And I kind of hesitate, like I didn't hesitate. But I, I flat out just decided not to react to it because, like, you know what? It's it's draft weekend. It's draft time. You know, let's 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 talk about this if it comes up. Well, now it's kind of coming up. So, coach kind of talked about how it took like a year or two for Zion to kind of really get into the college game from high school and really get up to the speed of the game uh, and all that stuff. When you watch him on the practice field, and and again, this is one day of of eyes on observation for me, but then talking to. Other BucksGameDay.com guys who have been at training camp, uh, our buddy Bailey Adams from Pewter Report, other Pewter Report guys, Pewter Report rolling deep into, into training camp, could have run a scrimmage against the Buccaneers with all the guys they had. Um, th- it's, it's a trend. It's a trend. And, and the, what the trend is that you see the physicality. You see, or not the physicality, you see the athleticism, you see the speed, you see the physical ability, right? What is missing a little bit is the physicality. And that's why I kind of reverted to what I said. You know, today during the one on ones, he actually came up and lined up in press. Zion McCollum is a super long guy. Like he's, if he's sitting here at this counter, there's a kitchen in front of us that you guys can't see. Like he could probably turn on the sink from here. You know what I mean? Like he's a super long guy. 
zero effort to get into the chest. Now, I want to say with the one rep that I was watching specifically was Cyril Grayson Jr., who is a rather is a smaller guy, but super quick. So if you're Zion McCollum, you're longer, not as quick. You need to disrupt as much as you can. So you expect when you see him impressed that you're especially when you're near the end zone the way that they were, that you're going to see some of that physical uh, action in, in the beginning of the line or at the, at the line of scrimmage. You didn't see it. And what ended up happening? Well, Cyril Grayson did a couple shimmies, did a couple shakes. And next thing you know, he's catching a pass in the end zone. And Zion McCollum is losing that rep. Um, and, and, and his DB's coach was there and coaching him up and kind of talking about some of these things and get your head turned and do all these. The good thing is you can see Zion pull, putting this coaching to use, right? So later on in the team session, he's targeted. He's an outside corner. He's targeted on a deep route. I don't know who the receiver was off the top of my head right now. But you see Zion in phase, good good coverage on the hip of the receiver. And one of the things that he was being coached up on the field on was getting his head turned around in time. He's really good at staying with the guy. That's why I say the athleticism is there. Really good with staying with his man. Really good at shadowing him. Really good at not you know getting out of phase, all those things. But when the ball is coming in, that's where he kind of falls apart. Is He doesn't get his hands up. He doesn't get his head around, look for the ball, those types of things. It's just, it's just kind of a mental thing that he's going to have to. He's going to have to learn how to run at full speed and make those decisions where at Sam Houston, let's be honest, he could run 88%, get his head around because he's got more control over his body. So those are those are things that are coming. So is there potential? Absolutely. You see it. He's he's there. He's with his guy. He's making he's in the right position. There's a mental side of it that he hasn't caught cu- quite caught up to and doing it full speed every time. But he's getting coached. He's taking the coaching. And that's a great thing. Not getting discouraged. He's motivated. And I mean, as soon as that helmet comes off, he's all smiles. Like this kid is living the dream. You know what I mean? So to answer the question, yes, potential for days. Are we going to see it fully this year? No, I don't think so. Honestly, I think I think 2023, you're going to see a, a growth. But for this season, I think really it's just more about him making sure he's in the right place and kind of starting to to learn how to be 100% physical the entire time, but also make the smart mental decision while you're doing it. Yeah, I'm certainly excited to see you know what he offers. I'm excited uh, excited to see kind of what you just laid out and and be able to witness that myself. And of course, we both have high hopes and, and high expectations for what Zion McCollum can bring this uh, can bring this defense. So. Real quick, uh, David, let's go ahead and talk about who wasn't at practice. Let's start with the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Josh Wells, not at practice. I would say it's an excused absence. He was at the hospital as his wife gave birth to their third child. So congratulations to Josh Wells and his wife. Uh, Cameron Brait, not there. Mike Evans, still dealing with that hamstring tweak. Uh, Brashad Perryman and Julio Jones also not participating in practice. Julio, I know it was a a veteran day off. Uh, Chris Godwin. For the third consecutive day, he was padded. He was participating in individual drills. Um, yeah, he didn't do any one-on-ones, no team drills, but he's out there in pads. He's working his way back. Yeah, absolutely, and you love to see it. Anytime you see one four on the field, it's a good day. Josh Wells, like you said, the only one not at the facility. Everybody else was there. Cam Brate, Mike Evans, Perryman, Jones. Uh, they were all there. They just weren't practicing. They weren't in pads. Uh, and, and just there's 90 guys out there, guys. This is This is what I saw. I'm one man. All right. So if I missed somebody, like it's probably a depth guy. And I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it's probably a guy that I really wouldn't uh, notice was out there. But yeah, a lot of a lot of guys off the offense. But real quick, the good news about that, right, is the offense still did damage. Like the offense still moved the ball. They still got some touchdowns. They got some score. Kate Otten again. Another guy, Jalen Darden, looked good. Tyler Johnson had the, the play of the day. I mean, with all these guys out, 
they still look good against a defense that a lot of people think is one of the better defenses in the, in the NFL. So maybe the hopes that we had for the deep wide receiver room last year is actually starting to come to fruition now. And as keep these all 12 keep all 12, I, I love that idea. All right, David, let's flip to the defensive side of the ball real quick. I know Tom Brady was happy that Levante David was not at practice because the dude is an interception machine uh, in training camp so far. And then of course, Sean Murphy bunting uh, missing practice as well as one of the, uh, one of the key guys in the secondary. Yeah. Both guys there again on the sideline, rooting on their teammates, coaching guys up and, and stuff like that, but not actively participating. But the great news there is with Levante David off the field, K.J. Britt was on the field. And if people remember, at the end of Saturday's practice, final play of the practice, he he was a little banged up, kind of stayed down on the field a little bit. So a little bit of concern there about his health, but fully padded, all the drills, team drills. In fact, he was there running with the ones in place of Levante David and looked good, made some really good plays. And, you know, K.J. Britt, one of my, my favorite players, coming back to the Senior Bowl and then, you know, zero contact between him and the Buccaneers. So nobody thought he was going to end up in Tampa. Now here he is, and, and there's some hope. You know, if Levante isn't playing for the Buccaneers next year, hopefully it's because he retired, not because he goes somewhere else. Uh, but if that is the future for Levante David, that he's not going to be a Buccaneer after the season, KJ Britt expected to kind of step into that role. Uh, certainly, certainly held a held zone today. And of course, again, after being shaken up in practice, just good to see him out there. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, David, the Buccaneers are off tomorrow, but we are not. So coming up tomorrow, we are going to get into what David saw in quarterback Kyle Trask and whether that should or should not worry some of you about his future. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. Now make Locked On Fantasy Football your second listen. Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves that no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. Like I said, we are going to be back tomorrow. We're going to be talking about Kyle Trask, but if there's anything else that you want us to discuss, of course, you can give us a call at 813-444-5841 or send us an email at LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Check out everything David's doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out all of my work over at BucksNation.com. And, of course, follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire those cannons. We thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.